What's up, everybody? This is the greatest podcast on God's green earth. That's right. It's all ego eat the page, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially on Terry Tuesday. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a retro review of AIW's Big Trouble in Little Cleveland. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Training Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listeners fine podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose to desire resting cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a retro review of AIW's Big Trouble in Little Cleveland from October 16th, 2015. Like I already mentioned, I am your host, Justin Summers, and we have on this week, first up, we have Stacy. Hey man, how's it going? It's 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 going good, it's going good, and we also have Ed. I like that Stacy, a little inside baseball, had to repeat what he said and did the exact same tone and cadence. He nailed it twice in a row. That's professional. <laughs> anyway, uh, bef- before we go any further, um, I wanted to speak about something that happened recently uh, locally, and that is the passing of Tom Troll. For, uh, for those of you who don't know, he is a you know, member of the Northeast Ohio you know independent scene. He's He's wrestled. He's managed. He's also been a lot big with the, the the local toy scene he helps run toy Ohio and uh also had uh two sweet toys which i i recently added to the plugs at the end of the show because uh he's a great dude and um he tragically pa- uh, passed away this saturday and um i'm i know i'm gonna miss him uh, he's a guy that i got to know a little bit more over the last year or year and a half, you know, when I started going to Toy Ohio, there was that. I was starting to get into collecting more by the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, and he was actually a fan of the the podcast too. We both were a part of their Patreon, and we were part of the the Facebook group, so we had like interactions in there. And the, like the, one of the last memories I have of him was at the this past Toy Ohio, and we. uh we actually talked about like the major wrestling figure podcast, like things that were going on and like how Hasbro has been going like crazy like lately. And, uh, he, all the thing I can say, he's like, he was a really good dude and he will be missed. Stacy, you were also a friend of Tom. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm still, uh, kind of coming to terms with it. Um, he was a great dude. Anybody who knew him, like you can meet that dude once and you instantly knew that he was just the best. Um always like so enthusiastic about everything he loved. Like 
he had like uh, a love for shit that was contagious. Like he would make you like the shit you liked more because of how much he liked it. Uh, he fucking loved wrestling. He loved toys and the dude enjoyed uh, every, every minute that he had. And it's, you know, way too soon. He's gone way, way, way too fucking soon. And he will be missed by a lot of people. We're going to have the GoFundMe in the show notes, depending on how long that's going to be open. I know the original goal was $8,000. That was met. Then it was pushed to $10,000. I think last time I checked it. The original goal was $5,000. Oh, shit. And then it got pushed to eight. Okay. So... I'm I'm gonna have make sure that is in the show notes for anybody who who wants to donate or w- wants a direct link to it. You can if you're you follow wrestling chairs. I know I've retweeted it a couple times, whether it be directly or other people tweeting it out, retweeting it. Uh, like I said, he was a really great dude. I I don't know if he listened to this podcast, but I know there were times that he did because there there's been two times recently where we talked about Toy Hio right before it happened. Like it was uh, uh, ironically enough, me and Stacy both. And we're like, we put it over big and I know he, he shared the podcast and everything. So, um, yeah, the real, real sudden news, real tragic. And, um, you know, this episode will be in his memory. Um, that's all I got. Ed, uh, you, you didn't really know him, right? Uh, I met him for the first time this last toy high and he is the guy that talked to me into going and buying those VR trooper bootlegs. <laughs> he was just he's like bootlegs are really cool i was like fuck man you're right they are really cool well so there you go that proves exactly what stacy said is right yep. he was just he was just the best man the fucking best all right let's um get out of that sadly and uh let's move on to what we're here to talk about and that's big trouble in little cleveland ed you were at this show but I I know I wasn't until close to the end, and then Stacy, this was before you became a fan. Um, I don't know if it's before I became a fan. I definitely am not there. It might be before I'm a fan. I don't know. I don't think you were around during the Ricky Shane Page title reign. I don't know. I mean, there was a gap between. So like, I went to a night two of a Jaylit, and then there was another little gap before I went to another show. So. It could have been during Ricky's shit, and I wouldn't know because it wasn't part of that Jaylit, you know? I don't who, know. Who won that Jaylit? Uh, Ray, maybe? Okay, then yeah, that because uh, that actually goes with this show. Ray uh, cashed in to his Jaylit trophy. Yeah, that makes sense then. So yeah, it was the night two of Jaylit before this was the first show I had been back to other than whatever that one was at Peabody's way, way, way back. Ed, what do you remember from AIW around this time? Um... So we'll get into it in the main event. I remember that we consistently left early for Ricky's main events because me and Jesse had just started going to AIW at that rap show that year. So we were not there for the uh, whole story of Ricky getting the belt. So by the time he got the belt, we're like, Christian Faith is their champ? What the fuck are they doing? And like, I remember like multiple times Jesse was like, yo, I'm tired and I want to go, so let's go. And like... All right, then we were out of the building. So, <laughs> I also well, remember, like, that was, like, the only thing we weren't into. Like, everything else on the show hit for you, and I loved it. But just, yeah, the idea of Christian Faith as the world champ I uh, wasn't really into. I think what was crazy, though, is there were so many people that were really behind him at the time. And then, oddly enough, this was 
Ricky's second to last show in AIW. From what I understand, it's that the chase was cool, and then he got the belt, and then it was just like, well, what do you do now? Because the whole story was the chase. Yeah, the only- and I mean, it, it might have been his second to last show book, but he certainly hung out for a while. <laughs> yeah, the only match that I really remember from Ricky's title reign was against Veda, and like that obviously wasn't supposed to be a competitive match, and that was at Battle of the Sexes too. But other than that, like it's it is somewhat forgettable. And you remember that because of Veda. You don't remember that because of Ricky. <laughs> it's not necessarily because of Veda. Like I don't remember all of Veda's matches, but with Battle of the Sexes, that was probably one of those like least competitive matches where it was Ricky basically getting payback for a lot of the stuff that happened with Veda and uh, Josh Alexander. Like going into Absolution Ten. Oh, uh, got you. Okay. So, I mean, that's like one thing I vividly remember. Just like I said, because of the lack of competition, like compared to the rest of the show, which was a lot of, yeah, there there are there are women who are actually winning and they're showing that they're they're proper competition. Anyway, uh, going back to October 16, 2015, I have the commentary team as Leonard F. Chikarson. I still want to know what the hell happened to him. Uh, Aaron Bauer and Matt Wadsworth. This was the show before GNO 16 and Fresh Meat. Once again, that was another double header show. And then this was the show right before Hell on Earth 9. Man, the Wadsworth Chikarison combo on commentary is like top tier indie wrestling commentary ever. I love Aaron Bauer. <laughs> Uh, I know people like I've heard people be like Aaron Bauer is just a fucking just wants to be Bobby Heenan. But like, who doesn't want to be Bobby Heenan? So I don't fault him for that. Like, everybody wants to be Bobby Heenan. I mean, man, if he was trying to be Bobby Heenan, he was doing a bad job of being Bobby Heenan. Yeah, no one can be Bobby Heenan. (laughs) But like, as far as people that want to be Bobby Heenan, I think Aaron Bauer is really good at it. I want to correct this before someone corrects me. I, I did think that was wrong. Uh, it, this was the show before Hell on Earth 11. When I looked at the Roman numeral, I switched it in my head. So instead of seeing XI, I saw IV, IX. So yeah, before Hell on Earth 11. IX, RIP the IX Center. None of that shit this year. Dude, when I was a dumb little kid one time, I called it the Nine Amusement Park. <laughs> <laughs> Normally. My dad was like, what the hell are you talking about? I was I like, mean, right here, the Nine. <laughs> you weren't wrong. <laughs> I mean, normally, like, that would be, like, a dumb remark, but I feel like that is actually smarter type of comment. It's like, oh, yeah, the throw maneuver, that's nine. That, that, that makes sense. The, the nine center. Why would it be the IX center? What the fuck does that mean? Where do they do the car show now if the IX center's gone? Anybody know? Stacy? I mean, is it gone? Yeah, the, <laughs> IX center's, the IX center's still there. It's just, you know, COVID, you can't do shit there. Good, good. They, they kept that not here for long shit real serious this year. Like, it wasn't there at all. <laughs> yeah, also, like, that kind of reminds me of the news that came out today that uh, Walmart's not doing Black Friday this year, which, hey, good. <laughs> God, right? That's what a terrible, terrible thing Black Friday is. Make those people, like, because what people don't think about, I don't think, because I have friend, I have my sister and, like, I have other family that works retail. Is those people have to go in there that day on Thanksgiving <laughs> and get yeah. stuff ready, and it sucks. So Black Friday is usually just like a giant shit show to begin with, and we should, as a country, just stop doing that shit. But 
This year especially, I would like to have been able to say that, like, oh, you know, as a country, we're smart enough that we wouldn't go do that shit in the middle of this. But we've proven that that's not. So good on them for saying we're not going to do that. Don't show up here in fucking giant crowds to try to buy discounted merchandise. (laughs) I have actually heard people like retail workers defend Black Friday, but a lot of them, it was just like, I got nothing to do that day. It's double pay. I want it. But then again, that's definitely not the, the story for everybody. But no Black Friday also means potentially what we're looking at also is no hell on earth. Uh, man, we're looking at no hell on earth without no Black Friday. <laughs> There's no fucking wrestling in Ohio. I'm just, I'm just reminding. Are mutually exclusive right now. But for the same reason, that's kind of where I was going with it. Not just like, oh, no Black Friday. It's like, yeah, also, yeah, kind of remind you. Oh, yeah, by the way, the, the, we're not even doing this. Well, let's just. Yeah, while you're at it, why don't you remind us that there's no Wrestle Rager? There's no fucking pick one, name one, absolution, none. It's all gone. Fuck. Well, let's just avoid the topic of November 2020 because we don't know what this country is going to be like by then, if you know what I mean. Dude, this shit just keeps getting worse. I have no idea what's coming, but I'm sure it's going to be worse than what we have right now. Between yeah. now and November, we could get hit with a meteor. Fingers crossed. <laughs> all right. Uh,. Uh, the only note that, that that I have of note here, and that we kind of talked about it before uh, we were officially recording, but uh, Ed, you're wearing a Bullet Club shirt at this show. Hell yeah, I am, because I used to love the Bullet Club a lot, a whole bunch. <laughs> I I, then, wanna, I wish I would have met Clubalo, Ed. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It wasn't Clubalos yet. It wasn't people that, like, worshipped the ground they walked on and, like, oh, my God, they can do no wrong and, like, crazy psycho fans. It was New Japan fans that also grew up in, like, the NWO. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Got some cool guys. Gallo says fuck a lot. And, <laughs> like, they do NWO shit. That's cool. <laughs> so this was before plus, Evil joined. Yes. <laughs> so, but plus, those shirts are fucking bootlegs. And I love that. That the Young Bucks were like, fuck it. We're getting a bunch printed up and we're going to sell them. That actually I like. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were bootlegs, but I mean they're 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 bootlegs, but they're basically official bootlegs. Yeah, there's yeah, look on it. There's no New Japan like logo on it anywhere at all. There's no like like anything else besides that Bullet Club logo on the front. Those are clearly ones that Nick and Matt got printed up themselves and then sold without New and Japan it, knowing. And it's pre pro wrestling tees, so it was probably actually a nice t shirt. It was that it was super heavy cotton, and that's what sucked. I don't know. I'm, I'm a weird motherfucker. I, I like the thicker tees, but that that's just me. Not me, man. I like to feel the air on my nips. The worst t-shirts in the world are like the four years ago WWE t-shirts. <laughs> what was that? I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, dude, they were just, it was like a sweater. They're so They're so thick. It's like a sweatshirt. It's, they're so gross. I had a couple of shirts from that time period that are just unwearable. The NXT ones were a little thinner, like that duct tape KO shirt. That was like a wearable shirt. But anything that had like the WWE shit on it, unwearable. Fucking thick as shit. That's unlike the WWE to put out something that isn't quality, you know what I mean? The duct tape KO shirt might be one of my favorites just because the KO kind of had like that texture of duct tape. And I really fucking like that. The other thing, Chris Hero was backstage and like saw that shirt for the first time. It was like, fuck yeah, they're making me a shirt. <laughs> they're like, no, it's Kevin Owens. He's like, oh, <laughs> I got nothing now. He took KO from me. You're back. You still have to use that name, though. So. <laughs> and wear a fucking shirt. You're grossing everybody out. 
Chris Hero's a fucking national treasure, man. He's that skinny little guy, and he starts to get a little big, and he's like, nah, I'm just trying to look like Barry Windham. And then he just gets <laughs> pretty fucking fat, and he's like, nah, I'm just trying to look like Stan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, put on a basketball jersey for no reason. <laughs> you wait, like five years from now, he's like, I'm just trying to look like John Tenta. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just trying to look like John Tenta. Wait till the skullet grows in. Dude, John Tenta is one person I wouldn't want to look like because that fucker looked 50 when he was 25. Can we leave that? That run with Hogan, he's in his 20s. It's, I don't even understand it. There's a bunch of dudes from back then that all looked like they were 40, and I thought they were, and they fucking weren't. <laughs> all right. Getting if in- Arn Anderson was as old in the 80s as I thought he was, he would be like 100 now. <laughs> All right, let's get into more of this show. Uh, I did take notes of kind of the promos, just like some some stuff we have going on at the time. Uh, this show does include the Jaylet Cashin of Ray Rowe, who called his shot early on. You have one of the last Davey Vega appearances in AIW. I think he he was gone by the end of the year, or at least he didn't come back anytime the next year. Uh, border issues for Tyler Thomas which was a big issue, obviously, right around this time. We kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago, and it's something that AIW hasn't, I feel like they haven't had to deal with it as much, but this this was a good few years span of a lot of those issues. Ethan Page mentions that he wants to become a three-time absolute champion, and uh, other things that I have of, about the show that are not necessarily related to a match. This had the short-lived ECW-style entrance, that I sometimes forget about. And uh, this also has one of the very few appearances of the other ring announcer. Emma with his big old pee-pee. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had no idea who it was. And I said something as I was watching it and Pam tweeted and somebody said it was Emma. I had no fucking idea. How could you? Oh, they're loose-fitting pants. That's how you didn't know. Yeah, see, I, didn't, I couldn't see the, the determining factor. Um, Ed, can you can you repeat that that thing that you just said? Yeah, I almost got a big giant pee pee. All right, I guess we got to get into it. You may call me <laughs> I just had to play. I wasn't even gonna play, but then you said that I'm like, oh fucking Spot Van Dam, dude. I love I love that there's all the promos at the beginning of these old AIW shows. Fuck yeah, I, it's just something that I really like that's on all these old playbacks. The Terry Funk promo at the beginning of this is fucking great. Yeah, imagine a Terry Funk promo that isn't. I can't because it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the, those promos or notes that the need to be talked about? I skipped them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fu- I'll actually go through IWTV, like AIW shows. And I'll like I'll just watch the promos for like a lot of shows Dude, that I've been to. It's like 15 minutes of promos. Yeah, I can't get behind you on that, man. I, mean, I don't have I like the attention the span sh- for it. I had to. You're gonna find out with this, man. I it's I, I I can't really just watch a thing. Like I have a couple notes, but for the most part, like I'm just looking up and then looking down on my phone and looking up and looking down on my phone. But I do that in, like with real wrestling happening in front of me. So you do. <laughs> Is this why you're gonna find out? Summers only has me on for previews. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's like, what you think? It's like, I don't know. I didn't see that spot. I had a white claw and I was turned around talking to Brock. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of it. You're just like, I don't know. I got really drunk. I don't remember the rest of the show. <laughs> Speaking of, throughout this entire show, you see me pouring rum from a flask into Coke cans like all fucking night. 
As you should at Mount Carmel, as you should. <laughs> also, my brain may have been playing a trick on me, but as I watched this show, I looked at that room and I was like, man, this it looks a lot cleaner. It looks like everything was fresh, like the paint looked fresh and shit, and those curtains didn't look. I feel like the last time we were in there, that place was not looking in as good of repair as it is during this show. <laughs> you know what I noticed during this? Lots of floor room. So, like, yeah. when, did, when did we leave Mount Carmel? Because I started going this year. So that's, like, within, what, three years? Like, you could barely fit anybody in that place. Like, that's fucking cool. Uh, first show at Mount Carmel was December 2014. The last show was uh, November 2019. Yeah, so, like... So it was like, five-year span, yeah. and then Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm bad at math. Huh? And, like, if you watch, like, I think some of the earlier shows, like, I don't think the, the first show, but I think a couple of shows in, like, it's kind of like that. And it didn't really explode until probably within a year after this, probably right around Absolution 11, I, I want to say. Because, yeah, there, there got to a point where even, like, that that wasn't enough full room. Even if you go back to, like, Turner's Hall like you look like how fucking small that motherfucker was and then there was times where that wasn't even all the way full and i think that there were fans at one point like oh let's go back to turner's hall it's like no we, we can't like we can't fit everybody and, and it, it would suck the first show that i remember being uncomfortably full at mount carmel is the johnny gargano goodbye show yeah the whole shebang uh and then i feel like there were some shows in between that didn't have quite as many people and then, like, consistently after that, it just kind of picked up, like, towards the end of 2017 and on, it just felt like more and more and more people every show. Holy fuck, Johnny's been in that company for, like, five years now, huh? Dude, that's one of my one of my notes on this, is he's in that fucking company during this show. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was there for a year, but he was all, like, it was, like, uh, a contract to where he would do certain house shows and he would do, like, TV, but he was still free to do independence like that and that was like a good year because i want to say it was it was right before all this because it was actually because we've kind of mentioned it a little bit but uh it was right around the time of battle of the sexes too because i remember i think that's the first time i seen him after uh him and tomaso were on tv for the first time so and then that was a good a little over a year before he officially signed well and i know he was working like evolve shit while he was in NXT too, which I mean, now that wouldn't be such a big deal, but at the time that was kind of crazy too. But yeah, he, I think this early this fall, cause I want to say that show was what September that it'll be four years. So yeah, at least five years counting the, the one year that he wasn't officially signed. So if you ever wondered how, how long does it take to ruin a beloved wrestler? It's like four or five years. I mean, we're not to the, the match yet, but I was amazed. He didn't even look at his hands once during this match. Well, he he hadn't reached the violence that his hands could reach. <laughs> he hadn't reached that level. If if you ask some fans of uh, AIW, they're going to tell you that he sucked even at this point. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I know some people who would say that. Yeah. I know one big person that would say that, and he's been saying it forever. Anyway, uh, let, let's get into some of these matches. Uh, start off with... Lewis Linden versus Tim Donst. Uh, the only really note I have here is this is post-cancer Donst. But pre-pirate Linden. <laughs> yes, pre-pirate Linden. But, but still dangalang Linden, as noted by Doan's shitty sign that he should be embarrassed of. 
<laughs> I, I think he has way more things to be embarrassed about than that sign. I well, true story, but... I don't think Doan's the one that made it. He's the one holding it. I blame him. <laughs> there so, was a, there, uh, LFC said this is the first time ever match. How's that even fucking possible? Like, Linden's been around forever, and it feels like Don's Taz, too. How is that the first time that they wrestled each other? Linden was more tag for a long time, so they they definitely didn't have any one-on-one there. And even when they were in singles, I think they were just, you know, in different storylines, different types of matchups. And if they did have any any times where they met, it was in some sort of tag, whether it be multiple man or, or standard tag. But one-on-one, that, that makes a lot of sense that you wouldn't have seen them one-on-one in AIW or even at all. No duct tape on Don's gear. <laughs> He's wearing that gear that uh <laughs> that Ethan Page set on fire later. <laughs> I, was, I was actually wondering how many times his gear has been washed since then. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I ain't going to make fun of Ted Dons. Like I said, at that after party at Mania Weekend in Jersey, I was standing beside him. I didn't realize his arms were so big. Oh, I will I will not say anything bad about Tim Donst. Not not at all. I will only say good things about Tim Donst. Uh, Ed, do you think uh, Adam Van and Tim Donst are friends? <laughs> no. Why? Um, I mean, Sorry, if, fixing a fish tank over here. <laughs> I mean, because if they were friends, yeah, you might have uh, some things to worry about. I think the boar's on my side. So I'm hoping so at least. Uh, I don't. I don't really have much notes from this match. I do, do think this was like a, a nice way to start the show. Um, Linden is loved by many people now in AIW, but I think this was still like this was towards the end of when he was like really, really appreciated. I think everything with the pirate shit like is what really soured a lot of people on him. As odd as that sounds, but uh, yeah, I got a uh, you know Tim Don's got the win. There was a really nice over-the-top rope, like, lariat to the outside during this match. I have a note about that, for whatever that's worth. All in all, how'd you feel about the match? It was good. I'll, I'll watch a Tim Dodds match. I mean, look, Lewis Linden isn't a bad wrestler. I just, you know, I don't like him. I don't, I don't know. You, you don't like him, or you don't get him, or you just like booing him? I don't even like booing him. I just don't, I, I guess don't I don't care. get it. It's the pi- man. It's the pirate thing. The pirate thing doesn't make sense. It's just like added. Th- it's like when you give a kid a pirate hat and just tell him to go play, and then he just goes and does random shit. That's what I feel like. Like his whole gimmick is I have a pirate hat and I say dangalang. I don't. Okay. I don't get. I don't get the, the dangalang thing. Started with people of the crowd. Like we really loved that lyric, or that just that line. Okay. So he played into it more. I'm now just got reminded of how that whole pirate thing happened it started with aaron bauer because he kept calling lewis linden the captain of the ship so he started playing into that yeah so i mean even at even at that a wrestling gimmick is not what some fans like about your entrance music and a pirate hat just that's i'm just saying lewis linden whipping that thing around and he saw emma all over in the corner like you wish bud Is it is it purple button time or what? Jesus Christ! <laughs> he threatened to kill us this week. <laughs> I, I unfortunately, Ed, I have a purple button, but it's not that. Ooh, what is it? I'll find out. Let me know when you hit it. We'll get there. I've I've never hit it on the show. I just have it here, just in forever, just Ooh. in case. He just wields it over you. Like I have a purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the secret word, like on Pee Wee. <laughs> just nobody's ever said it. <laughs> 
if I were to describe the purple button, it's just basically a morning zoo type thing for one particular thing here on this part of the board. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next match. The Intense Championship Scramble match. Champion Gregory Iron versus Davey Vega versus the debut of Rex Brody in AIW, who replaced Josh Singh. We'll find out what happened to him later. Versus Brian Carson versus Flip Kendrick versus Eric Ryan. Greg also came out with the Iron Curtain, Joey Vincent Martini, Boone, and future intense future intense champion jerry i fucking miss jerry so much <laughs> i love that this whole show that fucking jerry banner is against the wall <laughs> dude if you watch this back uh <laughs> alberti's the only person clapping for greg and that should have been all the warning signs <laughs> for alberti that we needed to know <laughs> i'll tell you what though carson on his way down to the ring cuts a promo like it's 1997 nitro i love it Wish more wrestlers did that. When I uh, tweeted out today that, you know, this is the the show that we're going to cover, Brian Carson actually quote tweeted it and said that he popped his shoulder out in this match. Oh, yeah. Maybe during his little dance at the beginning. (laughs) I love little dances. Man, can we talk about how good Flip is? Like, I don't understand how that dude isn't like I understand right now he's not booked everywhere because fucking nobody is. But how has that dude not been just booked everywhere? He's so fucking good. Same could be said for Lewis Linton. Could it? I I don't know. I always thought that they were both good. And it, like it's even like what Thorne has said for a long time that like these two like need to get booked a lot more. There's a lot of talent there, but it's just nobody's fucking using them. I think I've only seen them in actually no. I've only seen Flip in two promotions and I know he's obviously been more. I know he had a minor um, TNA run, or I should say run, it was like maybe a match or two, but Lewis, like, I've only seen him in three companies. Two were Cleveland-based, and the other one's fucking old wrestling, which not is not, quote, Lewis Linden, but still. Like, He's great. He's great over there at old. Yeah. Felino Blanco, all day. That's good stuff. But I don't, I don't understand why, like, nobody else seems to book, book them. Is it just nobody cares about them, or do they just not care about other bookings? Like, I know they have real life shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe they just don't wrestle. Like, they're like, "Ah, I'll do AIW and, like, a couple of indies, and that's about it. I hope that's what it is, because otherwise, there's a world full of wrestling promoters out there that need to start booking Flip, dude. Needs to happen. He's so fucking good. You wouldn't say part of Flip's gimmick is his entrance theme because it's just Flip? Yeah, but it doesn't suck. (laughs) I don't know. I, I like the Ludacris song, so... I'm partial. Uh, any any thoughts on uh, this match? Um, I miss Jerry. <laughs> Just love that jacket. Loved hearing Ariana Grande like every AIW show. It's good stuff. I do want to say we did add the uh, Jerry's theme on the AIW playlist on Spotify and uh, Apple Music. I I have been like I haven't really talked about this, but going back and watching old shows and being like, oh, I forgot about that that music let me try to add it i don't think there was any from this show in particular but i know there's been ones that i've been like oh yeah like this is a good one but jerry had been added prior i forgot that uh pat wasn't around during this time 
And when Jerry was the surprise entrant at that gauntlet for the gold, everybody's freaking out. Pat's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> That's like one of the early gauntlets I went to. They pulled like a lot of like older Cleveland talent and they're like, oh, it's this person. I'm like, who's this? Then the next person come out like, who the fuck's this? And like, it was probably like the late 2000s type of wrestlers. So I'm just like, I don't know. Who the fuck's this guy? I'm happy they've Who's never Lord gone Zoltan? back. No, no Lord Zoltan. I, I'd have to go back and look and figure <laughs> out what gauntlet it was, but I was like, who the fuck's this? Who the fuck's this? I mean, you would have been lucky if there was Lord Zoltan. It's your loss that there wasn't. If it was Lord Zoltan, I would have known who the fuck he was. Because <laughs> I'd seen pictures and he's at least fucking memorable. It was like a bunch of other older dudes. And I'm like, who the, I don't even know who the fuck this is. I got no uh, other real notes on this. It's just, you know, it's a kind of a typical scramble match, championship match. Uh, it was kind of cool, not because uh, I didn't realize this, that this was the debut of Rex Brody in AIW because he's been around for obviously since this show. So we've, I've seen a lot of him. Forgot that this was the first time I had in, I had in my notes that there was a real sick double stomp on Davey Vega at one point. Me too, but I just have sick double stomp. I forgot who it was altogether, so I didn't mention it. I did the same thing. <laughs> just sick double stomp is my notes. I do that later on, like, the next match coming up, too. I I, yeah, st- I still miss Davey Vega. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, when I mentioned Jesse, I'm not talking about friend of the show, Jesse Ventura. Uh, I started coming to AIW with my cousin, Jesse, and he... Uh, Anytime I hear about Davey Vega, all I think about is how much he fucking hated Davey Vega because he talked about how Davey Vega looks like a pile of shit. And it's not that he's fat. <laughs> it's just that he's out of shape with a shitty beard and he just looks like shit. <laughs> does, does he think Thrift Store Jobber looks like shit? <laughs> That's the thing. Thrift Store Jobber's not out there trying to be an athlete. I'm just saying they look alike. <laughs> I don't see it. I'm the, I might be the only one, man, but I just I don't see it. I, I don't see it now, but when I did know who Thrift Store Jobber was, and I just see this dude walking around, and we had seen Davey Vega around AIW for years at this point, it's like, oh, that guy looks like Davey Vega. And I didn't notice Thrift Store Jobber until after Davey Vega was gone, because it's like, oh, that looks like, oh, that's not Davey Vega, that's somebody else. Oh, cool. What were you going to say, Stacy? Uh, I wasn't saying anything. Well, say something. <laughs> Before I mentioned hey, Davey man. Vega, it sounds like you are going to say something. No, nah, man, but Jock Sampson's about to come out with no music. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the winner of that match was Gregory Iron retaining the intense championship. Yeah. The, then there's this one weird kind of segment, which I, I halfway question. As much as I like Aaron Bauer, do we need Aaron Bauer to be in the ring? Couldn't we just had Jock come out, say everything? Because that's kind of what kind of what happened. But Jock calls out Dick Justice. He calls him a pecker head, and I really like it. Yeah, and then Dick comes out wearing a Marshall Tucker Band shirt. It's fantastic. <laughs> this Can we w- talk about how Dick Justice is the fucking best, and I hope he decides to come back to wrestling at some point? I'd love it. Um, I think if he were to come back to wrestling, I would hope he gets a new gimmick. Because <laughs> everybody's going to really have to rethink that acronym that everybody loves. I, I think the gimmick should be that he has no idea what's going on in the world and doesn't understand. I like it (laughs) because I've actually this whole thing made me think about everything and I was just like oh he's a cop shit well I'm like oh good thing he's retired or at least you know for now 
So, so if he, he, I'm like, uh, maybe he won't come back, so it won't be a big deal. But that, I mean, that would be kind of funny. I don't know, man. I differentiate my wrestling cops <laughs> from my real cops. Wrestling cops are okay. Like, how are you going to hate the big boss, man? You can't. It's just like Dick Justice. They're fine. It's pretend. They're not real cops. What well, about in the end? Like, it's okay to like, like, boss man, like, handcuffed Hogan to that guardrail and beat the shit out of him with a nightstick. But maybe. Just maybe he wasn't a heel, and he just was like heard Hogan say some racist ass shit backstage. <laughs> it's like fuck this dude, beat <laughs> the shit out of him with that. What What about the Mountie? Does he count? <laughs> wasn't Wasn't there a thing in Canada that the, he's not the Mountie? Because the, they were like, you can't fucking do that here, dude. <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it was later. Song that he's not the Mountie. No, 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 no. <laughs> It was when they were the tag team. We're not the Mounties. Yeah, Dude, like when they were the Quebecers, like, they weren't the Mounties. Instead of just changing the gimmick, Vince is like, no, just go out there and say you're not Mounties. It's like, we're dressed like Mounties. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Just say it. No, the way to look at it is the way their whole way around. Prison, I don't care anymore. <laughs> just go. The whole way around it is they have one Mountie and Canada steps it or however it happened. They're like, you can't do that. You can't do that. All right, double it up. They're both not the Mountie, but we're going to keep them exactly the same. Just clone them, have a double twins of fucking the Mountie, and we'll say he's not the Mountie. We'll double down and change the idea at the same time. Cocaine is fucking wild. <laughs> ECO, man, the best. Mountie's the greatest intercontinental champion of all the times. That's all I got to say. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Jock calls out Dick Justice, and fun f- thing for me is like after I was done with this show, I actually turned on the next show because I wanted to see like the promos and everything, and like there is like a good thing with like Jock and uh, Dick. Like I think Dick's cutting his promo, and Jock comes in and beats the shit out of him, and that's how they end all the promos. <laughs> so even when I'm uh, looking at like kind of the calendar and how everything went, this was the beginning of Jock and Dick Justice, which that was about a good year. Oh man, and that gets to the wedding and all that shit. Yeah, don't forget the bachelor party, which that's was a good. That's a good run. Or was it? Was it a year? Yes, yeah, somewhere along the lines. But uh, pretty much, that's pretty much it with that. There's nothing much else to say. But let's get on to the next match. And I haven't been hitting the soundbite for the fucking matches. I'm already halfway through the card. Fuck it. Um, dun 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 dun. Uh, hot sauce entertainment. Tracy Williams and Tyson Dukes versus the FBI, Tracy Smothers and Guido with Big Mo. Uh, I miss Hot Sauce Entertainment. Uh, I kind of like the idea of it. I wish we would have had Tyson Dukes more in AIW. I think even out after Hot Sauce Entertainment, he would have had a, a great run and he would have helped build a lot of talent. But uh, it's just, I don't know. I can't watch Tracy Smothers in 2020 now. Yo, Hot Sauce think- Entertainment. Go ahead, Stacy. Hot Sauce Entertainment answering the question, what if there was a tag team with two Lance Storms? <laughs> so, um, my first note here just says yikes really big. <laughs> I wonder why I wrote that. Did they do something problematic? Yeah, Tracy came out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> God, I wish I remember what it was now. I was like, no, I'll remember, and I don't know why I thought I would. It, it's, it, um, it, it was probably his Confederate flag tights. His Confederate yeah, flag God. flag yeah, on the two by four with Big Mo. <laughs> oh man, oh. they say that Mo's vest is a seven X, and Aaron Bauer's like that's like a six S, six X, but one bigger. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, Aaron Bauer has influenced my commentary so much, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so what man, a dumb thing to say. I love it. So like, 
man, Tracy. I, I like Tracy Smothers, man. I hate that there's all this other shit with Tracy now. Because, like, I mean, we've all heard how, like, legit good Tracy is to people not in gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, the Confederate shit, though, I mean, you can't. I've seen some of his Facebook posts and I'm like, yeah, some of that's not a gimmick. Yeah, I know. Ah. But Guido's great. One of my yeah, favorite yeah. things in this is that Guido <laughs> throws a streamer for himself. Like he goes outside the ring, gets a streamer, throws it in the air and slides back in before the streamer lands. It's so good. <laughs> so during the match, Aaron Bauer and LFC just start talking as like real people and not wrestling commentators about like all the awesome shit the FBI did in ECW. <laughs> and see, that's the thing is like I I was an ECW fan like as it was happening. And so like Tracy and all the shit with Tracy now, for me, it's like, I, but I really liked him then. It sucks. It sucks. I imagine it's what, like, being a Hulk Hogan fan feels like. <laughs> so I during mean, this match, I admittedly didn't watch a lot of it. And uh, I was just reading Dana Donnelly tweets. I mean, I did. I did watch it. And I want to point out something for somebody local that's in this match. And it's Big Mo. But somebody needs to use Big Mo like this more often. Like this worked like him being the guy on the outside for the FBI. Perfect. Somebody run with that. Get big Mo that kind of spot again. I'd like big Mo, but I think one thing he might have trouble when everything comes back. Cause probably what happened coming, coming into this year, I think he kind of is getting overshadowed by Calvin Tankman. Oh man. They're completely different kind of dudes. Tankman and big Mo were different. That's different. I don't know. I don't associate those two together like that i mean a lot of people are getting overshadowed by calvin tankman calvin tankman's fucking really really good fuck yeah he's another dude with a big mo i don't know how how far he gets booked i don't either i mean i've only seen him around cleveland pretty much it yeah freaking mega aiw i think he's done some uxwa too yeah i also watched tiktoks from uh emma gengar girlfriend that girl was like the really uh awesome brooklyn voice yeah yeah and then they started dancing, and then I paid attention. I was like, what's this? <laughs> Not wrestling? Sign me up. I like that T- Tracy is flat out, like, play their music first. I'm blown up. Like, you <laughs> motherfuckers you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> classic. Tracy's like 50. Fucking classic Tracy Smothers match. <laughs> Which nobody pays to see Tracy wrestle. Yeah, man. Dance and talk, brother. Don't even... Like, I used to really like Tracy, but I think kind of like what we've kind of mentioned before and like going back to the Goldhorn Brewery, it's like, I don't know if I care anymore. You gotta, you gotta bring that up too, huh? <laughs> that doesn't exist. I don't have to go, <laughs> I don't have to get into it. Just say that doesn't help his case anymore. I know it doesn't, man. I just, I don't know. It sucks. Can we all agree it sucks? Yeah. Like, is that a, yeah. I think what doesn't help him too, there there were was like always a section of the IW crowd that never cared for him. And it wasn't anything against him that they just didn't like the shtick. I mean, technically you're not supposed to. Like he would come out and troll the crowd and have like a Chicago flag and fucking Oh, that's I not, don't know. That's not the shtick I mean, like the whole like I'm going to talk for 20 minutes before a match. There's going to be a dance break and like just some people don't get into that. I feel that. I mean, there's a bunch of, like, that's why there's a bunch of different kind of shit on a show, you know? 
Like, if you don't like that shtick, that's a great time to go get a drink and take a piss. Also, you just accept the head headcanon that Tracy Smothers is a time traveler. And that's why he has to, like, to have these dance breaks in his matches, because he tells you before, uh, if I don't do this, straight up, everybody dies. So he's just saving our lives over and over and over, because there's a reality where he doesn't have that dance break. And straight up, everybody dies. So he's it's like a Terminator scenario. He's <laughs> Whatever he's doing, well, I want to know what he's stopping by having these dance breaks. Man, I really hope he takes a dance break soon then, because... <laughs> it's, that's the problem. That's what's going on. We haven't had Tracy take a dance break in a while. Straight up, everybody's dying. Oh, my gosh. MJF, you ran him out of the business. <laughs> now we're all fucked. I'm still upset we didn't get that match, because I think that would have been great. Anyway, uh, Hot Sauce Entertainment won this match. Ooh, did they? That's good to know. Oh. <laughs> Two Lance I'm Storms sure, I'm sure on it was a team. exciting. <laughs> I don't know. I I used to love the the back and forth feud between uh, Hot Sauce Entertainment and Two Infinity and Beyond. Oh, I Hot Sauce Entertainment was not the one that was keeping me from not paying attention to this match. I think it was the two men, like, and at least I'm being generous here. They're mid forties, <laughs> one with a broken down knee, and the other. That moves like he's walking through maple syrup constantly. Just knee-level maple syrup with his little Confederate flag. Man, I'm a can't. How can you talk shit on Guido, man? Like, dude, I I love Guido in his private. I love Guido now, coming out and drinking beers with us and hanging out. But like, I don't know. Busted Town Guido doesn't do much for me unless it's a match with super crazy that Steve Payne can ruin. <laughs> and then I'm really into Guido, and then you've also made an enemy for life out of me by fucking sticking your stupid fucking face painted nose in it. <laughs> and then yelling at the crowd because they weren't excited for you. Yeah. I love that he's uh, the it's just so great when he's like, nobody wants to see this match, and the entire crowd is like, Yeah, we fucking do, go away. Like, yeah, like all of us. Every, every <laughs> one of us wants to see this. You you fuck right off, Steve Payne. Get the fuck out of here. Who's Steve Payne? <laughs> I love that he's... Wrestling's not real. You can pick any name you want. He's like, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dave the Clown. <laughs> That's Tom Waller is right. Like, Dave the Clown is the best wrestler because of that reason. Like, you can pick any name you want, and he picks Dave. <laughs> hey, man, Jerry was Jerry. True. It's... AIW wrestling superstar Jerry. It's the best. Which, which Jerry was supposed to be a parody of fucking Virgil. Yeah, I know. It's good. It's real good. But in hindsight, like Jerry got over Virgil still trying. Hey man, I just want to say the weather's been pretty good. So I'm guessing Virgil's been down at Rogers like every Friday morning. <laughs> if you're looking if you're looking to waste twenty minutes of your life and, and deal with a grifter. Virgil's down at the dirt mall, and he's probably got some shit to sign for you. So what do you think, Virgil? Mask or no mask? What do you <laughs> Zero mask. Virgil no chance he wears no a mask. mask. I'm with you. No. no fucking chance. I I think he charges for hand sanitizer, like, just to use a little <laughs> bit. He sells you that 8 by 10 <laughs> and then afterwards he tells you, well, I've had a sore throat kind of sniffly lady, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. You might... I mean, he's going to charge you two bucks for it, but I think you might need it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next match. 
Candice LeRae versus Cedric Alexander. This stems from a moment in the um, scramble match at Hell on uh, Hell on Earth Absolution 10. It was described as the vine herd around the world. Uh, And uh, cool note, both of these individuals are steins of WWE. Ed's favorite company. Oh, yeah. Make that Saudi blood money, guys. Both of these guys have been criminally misused in the WWE. (laughs) No, not Cedric Alexander. One time he was that luchador janitor that lost. What a great (laughs) angle that was. Didn't he he hold that one, one belt that you love so much? Oh, the WWE World Cruiserweight Championship? Yeah, he's a fucking he's awesome with that belt. 205 Live, baby. It's still around. Go look. I swear, it's still there. And I mean, in fairness, they might be doing something with both of them right now, and I just haven't seen it. But <laughs> Yo, so this is the match where I constantly bitch about how this big fat fuck in front of us ruined it. Like, because <laughs> he was horny. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, so... <laughs> Two examples of things he yelled at Candice LeRae and Cedric Alexander. Put her in a horizon- horizontal tombstone. Get it, Stacy? Because their genitals are different. That'll be uh. fucking hilarious. And he also told uh, Cedric, lay down and let her give you a Bronco Buster. And I was like, holy shit, just wait till this guy hears about pornography. It's going to blow his fucking <laughs> mind. Here <laughs> he is. Been jerking off to wrestling for years. Didn't know he could actually watch people fuck. Damnedest thing for what he spent on his fucking ticket to come to the wrestling show. <laughs> he could have went to the Lido and had his mind blown. I've, I've complained about this on a couple shows and people have told me like, oh, no, that guy used to wrestle in Cleveland. I'm like, there's no fucking way he is wider than he is tall. Like no one fucking gave him money to wrestle. How, how much do you want to bet me he bought some of those CZW softcore videos? I for sure did. <laughs> Do you think? Hey man, hey man, I'm I'm fat, but at least I got like a little bit of class. <laughs> Do you think uh, through all the time that's passed that he's evolved to one of those type of fans that brings like the nice fancy cameras with the big big zoom, so he can get all the really good pictures? <laughs> no, no, I think he just takes mental images. Like <laughs> he was just needed Cedric and Candace to add that to the spank bank. He's going to take that one home with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. I thought this was a fun match. A nice uh, way to remember Candace and Cedric. It's been so long since I've seen them in AIW. And pretty good match. Yeah, man. I like the finish. I thought it was good. I also like that this was the first time during the show I, I made a note of it. It was the first time where it was uh, Chikarison and Wadsworth together on commentary. Hearing Wadsworth and Jakarison, two of the most Caucasian humans to ever exist, <laughs> talk about World Star was fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Anything else from you, Ed, on this match? Uh, I so so rewatched. This is the first time I've seen it since that night. I really liked it, but at that moment, I was fucking livid. Like, I was so excited for this match because World Star, and, and then this big fucking turd in front of us ruins it. Cedric yells something at him, and I can't think of what it is now, but I know he definitely made fun of him because everybody laughed really big. Cedric, if you're listening, tweet us. Let us know. <laughs> I'm also, sorry for making fun of your little janitor angle. And it, fat dudes. Quit making fat dudes look bad. Stop it. <laughs> I co-sign. I think it's, it's funny in 2020 hearing a Vine reference. 
God, I miss Vine so much. That was like the Vine back? app. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Look at all them chickens. Classic. <laughs> Come I on, ne- Twitter, get your shit together. Bring us Vine back. I never got into Vine. What? Summers, no. after this, you immediately need to go to YouTube and start watching Vine compilations. It was the highest form of art to ever exist. The best of Vine. Just go fucking watch it. I we, I never made one Vine. Making Vines, not my thing. Watching Vines, fuck yeah. The, the weird thing, though, is I like TikTok. I'll spend hours just fucking flipping through that shit. I don't give a fuck about TikTok. I don't care about people learning dance moves to songs. Vine, dude. Just If you like TikTok, go watch Vine. It's like TikTok's like bootleg Vine. It's like bullshit Vine. Chris, is that a weed? Classic, man. You don't even know what I'm talking about, Summers. Oh, fuck your chicken strips. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I used to, I misquote that one all the time and it makes Pam mad. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, fuck your chicken tenders. And she'll be like, it's fuck your chicken strips. <laughs> Here I am. Barbecue sauce all over my titties. Oh, Summers, let's start a Vine podcast. <laughs> The TikToks that I see aren't, I don't see a lot of the dance ones. I see a lot of the, I would say more jokes and everything. Like basically recreating Vine on TikTok. I don't know, man. I just want Vine back. Just give us Vine back. Although we don't really need it back. We have Vine on YouTube forever. Like all of it's there. All right. It was uh, going back to this match. uh, Candice LeRae won. I think she fucks her knee up, right? She looks like she's pulled at the end. I think this might have been the show where Candace fucked her knee up, and I wouldn't even say mean. She was unpleasant <laughs> at intermission because she was in a lot of pain. It was the only time I've ever seen Candace LeRae be anything but, like, the nicest person in the world. Dude, she used to bring all those fucking baked goods and shit. It was so good. I miss I having got, Candace at shows. I miss being drunk and eating, like, the best cupcake ever. So good. The only- like, if she's not going to be at AIW... They need to make her the goddamn NXT champ. Stop it. The only cupcake I remember from Candace, like I know I've had many, but there was a s'mores cupcake and I pounced on that shit. It was great. Next up, we have Alex Daniels versus Joshua Singh, who's replacing Tyler Thomas versus Ethan Page versus ACH. This is the final appearance of ACH in AIW. He was only ever in two shows this year and we'll get to the first show next week and this is the actual best theme of ethan page it was the one that starts off with take me to church and then goes into fucking hell of a life i love that mix whoever you think that's better i do because i i like I, I like how it was done it's not like it went it goes straight one to the other uh they it kind of like gets mixed in really cool and then go straight to in the middle of fucking hell of a life. I've always I loved think that one. it's disrespectful to Kanye. Look, man, I'm fine with being disrespectful to Kanye <laughs> after yesterday. No, no, stop it. He's a, he's a mentally ill man that should not. He needs help. He's, <laughs> you can't take the words that mentally ill people say to heart. You know what I mean? Tell that to Potato. <laughs> I was going to say tell that to save him. I was going to say tell that to half the country. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, at some point, like, you can tell somebody they need help enough and enough and enough, and you can try to get them help, but at some point, they're going to be like, ah, fuck it, and you got to be like, ah, fuck it. Like, it's, I don't know. Fuck Kanye. Anyway, back to this match. I I think this was a uh, really good display of, at that time, some of the the newer talent in AIW, 
Um, this was obviously before Alex Daniels became a bigger player. Josh, I think, I don't know how much longer after this he lasted, maybe about a year. But I think the focal point really is Ethan Page wanting to become absolute champion again. Any thoughts on this match, Stacey? Dude, Redacted was really good. He was he was a good wrestler. You know, I, I had somebody message me. They're like, is Redacted so-and-so? I'm like, yes, it is. He was really good. I also like Josh Singh with Dan. Like, I kind of forgot about that. And the end of this match shows you that you should listen to Dan because Josh didn't. See what happened? He's reviewing YouTube, movies on YouTube now, right? He had a podcast at one point, too, but I stopped listening forever ago. I think this this show might have been the actual birth of the Troll Boys, too. Gabe saw it and was like, wow, I can go ahead and not make money with that. <laughs> <laughs> Best theme song in indie wrestling, the Troll Boys. <laughs> Anything else on this match? Um, Let me see. I have notes. Wait, no, never mind. Oh, I fell asleep during this, but I did wake up and I only missed like five minutes. I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> That's a little nap. Power nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, had the girlfriend and the kids over this weekend. I was a very tired boy. I saw you being a, a very good uh, a, adult male figure to them. Got them the masks. It was adorable. Dude, and then they uh, played with my Power Ranger toys, and, like, I was on edge, man. And I just had to keep you reminding myself. You let them take myself, them out of the box? There's, there's a couple that aren't in box. They're just in box. Ah, uh, so, okay. But I was okay. like, oof. And I had to keep reminding myself, these are just hunks of plastic. They're just hunks of plastic. They're fuck. <laughs> These little humans matter more than those little yeah, chunks yeah, of plastic. Yeah. yeah. But those masks rule. Yeah, Green Ant did a great job on those. And then didn't one of them say you look like Dude Love? Yeah, the seven-year-old pointed my Dude Love figure, and she's like, that was like Ed. I was like, oh, bless you. Probably the- Anybody else's parents, like their mom, think Mick Foley was a handsome man? Because my mom definitely <laughs> thought Mick Foley was a handsome man. No. <laughs> Justin uh, from the Pod, the Pod Van Dam, Justin, his mom thought the Big Show was a handsome man. And that one blows my mind still to this day. Long-haired Big Show or bald Big Show? Oh, probably long-haired. Yeah, yeah, because was when wrestling was actually popular. Long-haired Big Show. Yeah. I think Ethan Page is a handsome man. See, Does he notice if you say his name in podcast or is that just Twitter? Like, is Ethan Page going to like this now? Because I said he was a handsome man. It's just Twitter. Oh, all right. Because he can't vanity search podcast notifications. <laughs> well, what if he could? What if he's what if he's unlocked that? <laughs> he's figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he is in the intro to the show, so hopefully he notices. Because <laughs> we were just five seconds in and his name gets mentioned. Granted, it's mentioned by him, but it's mentioned. Uh, it was Ethan Page that won this match. Maybe more on him later. And then... Up next, we have the 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 real main event of the evening. That's not an actual shot at the main event, but literally this is the only real big memorable thing of the entire night that everybody still talks about. Eddie Kingston with the Duke versus Josh Prohibition. Uh, the only note I have, and I don't remember exactly what happened, but I oh, it was, uh, so, I think it was something with Kingston. I wrote down, don't almost gets beat up again. Oh, he get don't gets in his face, but I was like, yeah, uh, like they he gets into it. He's like, come on, be, come on, come over here and fight me. Don does has that real energy, like hop over the guardrail, and then Eddie's like, no, you come over here, and you know, neither one of them are gonna do it. So, but good on Don for being at a wrestling show and not outside of a Marriott. Yeah, 
And he doesn't Wait. have a small child putting them in danger either. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad to see him watching wrestling instead of stalking Jaleel White trying to get him to <laughs> sign an Urkel doll. <laughs> and then when he yells at him, he's like, did I do that? <laughs> the big moment of the match. Fucking Terry Funk. Yeah, and you get to hear Joe Spozo just be the happiest human being in the entire <laughs> world. Watching one of his friends Who? trade punches with like his favorite wrestler ever. And it's cool. I dig it. I disagree. The happiest person in the entire world is Biggins. Fuck Did yes. Did you see Biggins' <laughs> face? The joy in Biggins' face the whole fucking time this is happening is just amazing. And also with Biggins, I believe his normal spot throughout every show was always at the entrance. I don't know if he ever got yeah. up. I didn't pay much attention, but I want to say he was always there. He's on the other side of the fucking room because he knows fucking Terry Funk's coming out. And he knows like every, like at least somewhat of idea of everything's going to happen. And he's got to have a, basically a front row viewing. He has to see this. He can't just sit in the fucking back. Dude, if you go to the match before that and you see a panda cam over, nobody's standing there. And then all of a sudden this match starts and it's like piggins and weird body and worldwide and like sold out. Yeah, man. By the way, Ed, uh, who did you say was, you know, talking about how happy they were? Uh, so. He, he wasn't there. Oh, formerly AKA LFC. No, I thought they're two different people. <laughs> oh, was that? <laughs> yeah, never mind. This is definitely LFC because during he's talked about uh he interviewed Terry Funk for the AIW YouTube page, and then Terry Funk at the end of it is like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Leonard." And he's like, "Is that your real name?" And he's like, "All right, thanks for coming." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, fuck, I didn't even write down who won, but I know it was, it was Josh Prohibition. Dude, Kingston's like the perfect perfect person for this too, because he just keeps feeding to like Terry Funk and saying, "Fuck you," and like, yeah, Terry throws another fucking chair at him. <laughs> I also love that Terry Funk gets blown up, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not going in that ring. I don't, I just want to get no. the yeah. <laughs> Terry did not want to go in that ring at all. And like, he flat out tells Josh, "Don't do, I don't, don't do it, don't do it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, Terry Funk got headhunted. <laughs> Probably got went, got tired going up the steps, and then everything else. I'm I'm so sad that I missed this. Me uh, too. What sucked for me is I actually show up in the next match. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and I'm so like so. There's a lot of AIW shows that I look back on, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have went to this one. This is the one. This is the fucking show where like I kick myself over and over and over again that I didn't go to this show. If you would have went to this show, would you have done meet and greet? Fuck yes. And it's why I would have went to the show. This that is why I'm I I hate it that I fucking like I missed beginning of the show. Obviously, I missed this moment and intermission whenever that exactly was. I completely missed that, too. I had a five second interaction with Terry Funk, and that's the only time I seen him. It was after the show. And he came up at that that same back corner where Biggins was and uh or where he was standing not where he normally sits or would sit and he was he just asked like oh where's the where's the bathroom and me and the guy that I was standing with talking to we were like oh it's you know go back through the door and to the left literally that's it and I'm so pissed because I wanted a picture I wanted an autograph because it's fucking Terry Funk and I've had two other opportunities to meet him 
one was in Philly at House of Hardcore and the other one was fucking WrestleMania weekend and he didn't show for both of them. And obviously normal circumstances, I wouldn't like that from a wrestler, but for him, it's obviously a lot of age and travel. I, I completely understand. I'm always mad about this particular show in this show. I can tell you exactly what I did that day and why I was so fucking late. And it was because of my former job. And it was this day, this show that I said, fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm looking for another job. And within God, within, uh, within a month, I had already started somewhere else because and I, Oh, good. I was going to say like, I was fine with being over the road. Cause at this point I was single. I wasn't dating anybody, but when I'm telling you I need to be home and I'd always say I need to be home Thursday night before a show. If I got home like Friday morning or early Friday afternoon, that's fine. I still make it to a venue, but I was trying to give myself a lot lot of room. I started this day in Cincinnati and I didn't leave out of Cincinnati until I think close to two. And I had to go. I was on the north side of Cincinnati, went, had to go to Florence, Kentucky, which is on the other side of the Ohio River, right around Russia. Huh? I was in Florence, (laughs) y'all. Uh, this was right around rush hour. So I'm getting a lot of fucking traffic going down and had to turn around and come right back up, going back through the rush hour. And that's why I was so fucking late for this show. Still pissed to this day because I've, I've yet to get that opportunity to meet Terry Funk to be like, okay, I missed it, but everything's fine now. Nope. Still waiting on it. He was supposed to be at WrestleCon in Orlando the day I went and he, he wasn't there. I looked everywhere. He yep. Not. Uh, that's one of the times I looked. I was hoping, like, oh, like, oh, this would be great. And I was like, uh, the House of Hardcore thing, too. Oh, he was supposed to be there. You know, I think both of them, it was like travel issues of like his health and everything. And it's like, fuck, that sucks. Plus, you know, at AIW, it would have been way fucking cheaper than WrestleCon. Fuck. Yeah. Same with fucking uh, House of Hardcore, too. Anyway, Josh Prohibition won. Terry Funk killed it. Um, any other thoughts on this match, guys? I think this is probably a top 10 moment in AIW history for sure. I think that's... Bag them. Bag them. Also, like, Monsoon's face, like, if you look, go back and look, like, as shit starts getting destroyed at the fucking concession stand, you can see the, like, aw, fuck on Monsoon's face. Like, he got that cash box and got the fuck out of there, though. Yeah. Whoever was it on commentary was like, oh, there goes the profits or whatever exactly was. <laughs> uh, good, good shit. I, I will agree. I th- it's at least top 10. Um, I don't want to say celebrity, but you get like some of those like people that come in for meet and greets and all that kind of stuff. Like some of the bigger name moments where they come in, do whatever running. It's definitely up there. Very debatable top 10 of all AIW, but I'm, I'm not going to say no, but I'd have to figure out all these other moments. But it it for what this show was, this is what lives on forever. It's in my top 10. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> It's cool hearing one of my friends get to call something with their favorite wrestler. Sounds a lot like me when I call Mikey Montgomery matches. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the next match. And it was Johnny Gargano versus Amazing Red. Uh, I did take note that we were called the Front Row Hooligans, and I've never heard that ever. Don't know how I, how I really felt about it. And then after, after the match, Match of the Year chant. I was like... I don't know. Is it remembering everything in that year? I'm like, really was it match of the year? Even up to this point? No, it was really damn good. It was good. It, it was super fucking good, man. That outside to inside slingshot DDT, 
that buckle bomb over the top rope. Like, every back and forth was smooth all the way up until the last one, which was terrible. But, I mean, they both had to be tired by then. Did you guys know? Really fucking good. Did you guys notice anything weird in the crowd during this match? Like, at two hours and 32 minutes in, roughly around that time, there's a dog in the crowd? No. My dog, Zul, can be seen on camera when Ooh, when nice. uh, Kate Norris grabs her and uh, walks her to the other side of the gym to show some people. Because I literally came straight from my truck with Zul, and the weather in the middle of October isn't horrible. I brought her in a little bit for probably, you know, five minutes or so, and then, like, locked her up, put her in the in the car, and she chilled there the rest of the night, which was only fucking two more matches. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you can see Zul. Only other note of uh, notable people in the crowd, uh, Ed wearing a Bullet Club shirt and my dog. You know what I noticed during this match is it got hot, so I put my hair up in a bun, which <laughs> proves that like I had been doing that for a long time. Because like maybe a year later, I put my hair up in a bun, and Stefan and other people just start yelling Adam Cole at me. <laughs> it's like, have you guys never noticed? Like this isn't a new thing. Why is this just now suddenly happening? It gets hot when you have long hair summers, and you have to like put it because your neck gets sweaty. I've never had long hair. At least I mean not the your length. I can't do it. Stacy's about to, right? Growing that John Tenta skull it. Fuck yeah, man. I'm doing it. I used to have long hair all the time, and like I decided I don't care if I look like an asshole, and not enough people grow a skull it these days, so I'm doing <laughs> it. Dude, is Amazing Red retired again? I don't know, because he did, and then they Will Ospreay's like, I want to wrestle again, and he's like, yeah, okay. And it's like, no, you just retired. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to wrestle. That's that's the life of a wrestler. We mentioned Terry Funk. How many times he retire? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's permanent now, but he had a good stretch. Dude, I don't know. I think I, it wouldn't shock me if Terry laces his boots up one more time. All I'm saying is if Amazing Red's not retired, that's a J-Lit entrant that I would really, really, really like to see. It's just wild how bad TNA fucked him up. Like, Dude, Amazing Red should have been a huge fucking star. He should have. He And like, dude, they brought him back one time and put him under a mask. They didn't even let him be amazing to ride. They're like, you're Sangria. And we're like, Sangria. Yes, that was his that was his fake luchador name when he was a fake luchador on Impact. Fuck. Looking at Amazing Red's Wikipedia, I love this uh particular two sentences. On April 1st, 2019, Red announced his retirement from professional wrestling due to a severe neck injury. However, he would return to ring only a few months later. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling. So um yeah, the I gotta I want to double check with Caden when I get a chance of what he thought his match of the year in AIW was for that year because I'm wondering if it was this one because I I forgot how good it was I only saw literally glimpses of it because I don't really get to my seat until the next match but I remember showing like walking through the doors and that match was going on and obviously I had Zul with me so I I sat stood there and watched a little bit of it but actual getting the feel of it i i didn't have at that time dude this whole match is so smooth everything is so good right up until that last transition into the gargano escape and it's a little it's a little iffy but everything else is like as good as you could ever do everything each of these guys are doing it's pretty fucking good it was johnny gargano with the win next up we have dudes on tv djz and m dog 20 matt cross versus two infinity and beyond Condolini and Cheech. 
I sort of miss dudes on TV. I, I really thought that faction could have been bigger, but with a lot of uh, schedules and everything, I just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, you know, with them all being on TV. <laughs> I love these tag belts. I, I hate those uh, tag belts. Mm. I'm a big fan of like the oval center plates, though. Like that's I love. Yeah, those. I, I hate those. I think those are like. <laughs> I go ahead, Stacey. I love the new tag belts. I don't. I don't get down with these at all. I think these belts are the worst belt designs in AIW history. Whoa! No. Hey, no. now, mm, now I, you're just talking crazy. I prefer For indie belt, man. These are really good. <laughs> I prefer the all the shitty belts that were before this, which were seemed to be cheaper. I don't know how to, how to describe a lot of those early belts. Like literally the women's title looked like it was an old winged Eagle belt and they just designed something new over it. So like, is, is Matt cross the best wrestler that's never been signed with a major because like Lucha underground was a TV show. Like it wasn't really like a, a wrestling company. Um, he was an XPW. So that counts, right? Oh, uh, was he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Last tag team champions. Yeah, man, I love XPW, but I don't know if that counts as like major. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it counts personally. But I don't know. They employed Christy Mist, so well, true. I think XPW is a major in my heart, but I don't. (laughs) I don't know if that holds true. M Dog is one of those dudes. He's had like the most exposure in the world, and the most talent and nobody's biting. I don't, I don't or get it. Or does he not want to get trapped somewhere? Or, or, and listen guys, this might be it. Matt Cross, if you're listening, ear muffet bud, you're not going to like this. He's really fucking old. Well, now he's a little old. Yeah. He's not that old. I don't think he's as old as you think. He, like there are plenty of dudes in both major companies right now that are fucking older than Matt Cross is. Yeah, but they've been there a while. They're not getting hired in at that age. I mean, Tough Enough was nine years ago. Yeah, that's forever ago. That's so fucking long. But what what I'm saying is, like, even nothing then. Like, nobody picked him up then. I would mention, like, the backyard wrestling stuff, because I think that got a lot of notoriety, but I I don't think it was taken seriously within the wrestling business, obviously. Like, is he the most successful, like, independent wrestler ever? Because he's never really been with, a, like, a contracted major wrestling company. Are we talking in America? Yeah. Okay, maybe. If we're talking just America, then, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, the rest of the world's a little different. I was going to say, Onita is, yeah. clearly, but. Yeah. Also, I don't like face Colin and Cheech. That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> Dude, we, I, that's what I noticed about this match, too, is, like, who would think, like, within, like, a little bit of time we'd be booing them? Because everybody loved them. Everybody's doing that big clap along. Yeah, but do you What's remember up, Do you remember why we started hating them? Because they constantly fucking wrestled to Hot Sauce Entertainment, and we're, like, always the champions, and everybody got sick of it. Exactly. That's what we, <laughs> where we were, like, fuck this shit. Actually, going back... The, going back... Tag Team John Cena, like... It's like, all right, you guys always win. This is enough. Going back to the, those tag title designs, are those the two Infinity and Beyond titles? Yeah, for sure. Because I, I there's only a, a handful of teams I can remember having them. One of them is the Fuckets because they were the first to hold that design. Uh, there was the Forgotten Two. And then, I, I mean, obviously, if I count 
to Infinity and Beyond and Hot Sauce because they went back and forth. But when I think of any team with those titles, it's to Infinity and Beyond. I mean, I started coming this year, so I didn't even know who had them before them. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I always think of Colin and Cheech because they had those belts all the time, always. Well, there, like, there was that back and forth between Hot Sauce Entertainment. Like, literally, yeah, but it's like they'd have them, they wouldn't have them for like a month and then I'd have them back. Like, I want to say Absolution 10 and 11 have the same tag title match. Let's get a fact check on that, Caden, can you? Caden doesn't listen. Fun fact, Caden doesn't listen to podcasts, except I think the AIW podcast, and that's it. <laughs> well, you can't gif a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, any other thoughts on this match? Uh, I don't know. Typical kind of into Infinity Beyond match? No. I mean, nothing against them. Still good. And obviously, when you have the talent like M-Dog in there, and even DJZ, it's, it's it's exactly what I expected. DJZ's hair looked great. DJZ is a really good wrestler. I hope he's getting uh, used well at NXT. I don't know if he is. Two oh five live superstar Joaquin Wild. Oh, is he on the? He's on the A show. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, good. Well, then they're using him well. Yeah. And Cheech should always be a heel. Just I, I don't. (laughs) I I do love heel Cheech more than anything. Like I can deal with Colin face or heel whatever, but heel Cheech is fun. But he has to give Pat the shirt that he wants. Because aren't we onto a new shirt that he wants now, too? Oh, I don't know. I thought there was another one. It should be. I was going to say, I thought the shirt saga was resolved at this point. But if that gives me something else to yell at Cheech about, it shows I'm in. (laughs) Um, Insert good comment about Colin Delaney from Orange Cassidy. Or Orange Flaccity. Gotta say good I mean, thing. I'll take a good comment from Orange Cassidy about Colin Delaney, too. <laughs> Orange I'm Flac- sure he would as well. Yeah. Orange Flaccity, my bad. Also, it's arguable at this point that the dudes on TV had not been on as big of TV as Colin Delaney had at the time. <laughs> God, isn't it great that, like, every Thursday at 4, dorks argue about shows that get under 1 million viewers, but, <laughs> like, ECW on Sci-Fi never got under a million viewers at any point, and they were like, cancel it. No one watched it. <laughs> Uh, f- fun fact today on Facebook, someone kind of pulled a, a fight TV thing and they had the ECW logo and it was like, Oh, what, what wrestler do you think of when you see this logo? And I said, Colin Delaney and someone commented, wasn't he just a jobber on ECW on sci-fi? I'm like, yes, he was, but I've seen him being heckled. And someone said, you weren't in the real ECW. And he replied, I was in the one that made money. Yeah. So that is something that I that sticks with me, and I always laugh about it. The other one made money. Paul just squandered all of it and <laughs> did nefarious things with it. It made money. They sold too many T-shirts to not make money. Stacy, shut your logic up for Colin Delaney's point. <laughs> <laughs> for Colin Delaney's joke, I should say. Um, I'm, no, I'm sure his made more money. <laughs> all right. Um. I guess for Ed's case, well, this this will end the show. We're not going to get into the main event. No, we're getting the main event. Main event. For, I mean that, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, we could really just talk about one person in the main event, and that's fine. Yeah, but we also got to talk about the aftermath, too. Yeah. Something something really important happens afterwards. But uh, main event for the AIW Absolute Championship, Ricky Shane Page, the champion versus Ray Rowe. Like I said earlier, this was Ray Rowe cashing in. His Jaylet trophy, and I do want to say, I think he's the first one not only to 
call in call it in advance, I think he's the first unsuccessful. Which is a shame. He should have been successful. I was I was somewhat thinking about that. Like I've been looking at a lot of like like some of the AIW stuff and even like probably like some WWE stuff where like well what if we like book this differently? Like what would have happened? And I even thought about it with this. Well, with uh, Ricky Shane Page dropping it the next month. I'm like, why didn't Ray Rowe become champion? But I think it was just we couldn't get him in Cleveland that often. I think well, other I than think that, other Rick, than that, he would have been. Ring of Honor and Japan happened like right then. So during the match, they say that he just wrestled in Noah, and I'm gonna look yeah. that up. Yeah. Okay. So on the 19th of this month, he wrestled uh, in Noah with Hanson. Yeah, they were doing. Oh yeah, dude, they, they did a whole little tour in in September. Where War Machine was in Noah, and then I they probably got signed to New Japan right after that because I think they started working Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor worked with New Japan, so they couldn't do Noah anymore. Yeah, so that's probably it. That's why. But I mean, if everything worked out, yeah, fucking Ray Rose should have been champion. Like, I think for someone who had like some of his accolades and everything, like winning Jaylet, obviously a big deal, but it would have made so much more sense to have him champion. Fuck, even if he was just champion for a month. How fucking Ray Rowe win it at this show, at least give him a title reign, and then goes up against Ethan Page the next month. Ethan Page would have caught his beard on fire, though. Did he have this beard? Yeah, he had a big giant beard <laughs> yeah, in this match. Yeah. Did he have a beard? Dude, because there was beardless Ray Rowe for a while. Yeah. Long before but this, not though. not by this point. Yeah. No. Um, so when this match starts, uh, I look in the audience, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, holy shit, I don't remember this match at all. And then, like, halfway through it, they cut a camera angle, and they're on it for a minute, and when they go back, I'm gone. And I was like, oh, okay, I just left her in the middle of it. <laughs> Dude, here's my thing. Like, Ray Rowe looks like he should be a champion. He fucking, like, as a tag team, like, War Machine's great, Viking Raiders, like, he's a great tag team wrestler, but that dude is such a good singles wrestler. Like, I really hope at some point he gets, like, a legitimate shot to be, like, uh, a singles wrestler on TV. Because he really, like, there's a whole lot of good about Ray Rowe um, that should be utilized by somebody on TV. I agree. Hopefully it's one of those things, if there ever comes a point where that tag team breaks up, whatever you want to call them, that Ray gets that shot. And on the other half of this match, I just got to say, man, like, I've I've never been a Ricky Shane Page fan. Like, I don't get it. I don't get what the deal i don't get what the appeal is like i just don't i don't understand like everything that happens currently notwithstanding like even then i just don't i don't know i just it doesn't so the way it's always been explained to me because i was the same way i was like i just don't get it uh, but there's like summers and correct me if i'm wrong it's like a whole year or year and a half long story where it's like a tommy dreamer type thing where like ricky can't win the big one but he's like our dude and, like, the whole story is building up to, like, him winning the big one finally, right? Basically, if you go back to two weeks ago when we covered Absolution, or was it last, last week when we covered Absolution 7, that was the last end. Last week, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the end of the losing streak of Ricky Shane Page, because at that point he had been losing for fucking months. And then, so that was 2012. He basically had a slow two-year build. Well, I mean, granted, like, part of that year... Over the two years, that first year was a lot of Nixon stuff. But after coming out of Nixon, it's when like he started to build like some momentum. So it was not like we're going back. Like okay, we're rooting for Ricky. Yeah, man. I don't 
Like even in that match that we covered last week, like it was it was uh, no rope barbed wire it was good, but like I like a lot of the good shit was Thorn. It wasn't Ricky. Like I just I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I'm sure there's shit I like that other people don't get, but I just don't I don't understand the appeal of of RSP. I just yeah, like don't. Slayer. <laughs> ah, come off it. That's <laughs> easy to understand why Slayer is good. Don't compare that. That's not even. Ricky that's... is the Slayer of wrestling. Stop. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but this is one of those times I agree with Ed. Ricky is the poppy of wrestling. No, no. Oh, he's oh. every bit as shitty as new metal poppy. Oh. There's no. He's Are we like, talking new... about new metal Mariah? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that then. You know, you know, Ed, you don't really like TikTok, but I heard a song on TikTok and then I f- end up learning it was Poppy and I was like, oh, okay. Was it New Metal? No, I think it was one of the older ones. I don't remember the song off the top of my head. I can't even remember what was said, but I just remember when you click on the sound, like it was Poppy. And I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. I miss it so much. I mean, you could still and, listen to it. And this music was different than the music he had for the last show, but did Ricky always just exclusively have shit music? We can like, roll! We can red! What do you mean? What a bop! Oh I'm debating on adding that song to the AW <laughs> playlist, but I know they wouldn't be well-received. Um, do you have name redacted uh, heel music on that list? Because Death Grips are awesome. Death Grips are awesome. Yeah. No, I do not. I used to have that theme forever ago, but I have not added that song. I know if I, if I added another member of that particular group's uh, theme song, people wouldn't like it either. And it's, it's the theme song that was used on this show. I Marty think... Bells. <laughs> she was no... I'm not talking about no strings attached. <laughs> um, go, going back to this, I mean, I got I got nothing else. The only note I really have is what, what we had afterwards. Yeah, what we had afterwards was awesome. And I was really bummed out I missed it. The winner was... Teaches you to leave early. <laughs> right? It, it, yeah, it did. I, don't, I think that's when we stopped leaving early, because the next show is Ethan versus Ricky, right? God, spoiler alert. <laughs> the show is five years <laughs> uh, The winner of the match was Ricky Shane Page, but then you, you had Ethan Page come out, which just kind of goes with the promo that uh, we had, if you'd uh, watched it on IWTV or you had the DVD, that you had seen where... Ethan Page says he wants to become a three-time AIW champion and challenges Ricky for the next show. So at the next month, it was Page versus Page at Hell on Earth 11. And um, and to find out who wins that, you got to pull it up on <laughs> IWTV and get AIW a spin on there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely could do, go do that. Man, that match was scary because Ethan Page didn't want anybody cheering for him. And I was, and he death glared me. It's just like I thought we had a I thought we had a connection, Ethan. What happened? I know what I was going to say. Scared the shit out of me. Obviously, with with the next show, Ethan Page becomes AIW Absolute Champion. Uh, I believe the first three time Absolute Champion. I think that's only been matched by one person. And Jerry. That, <laughs> Tim Tim fucking danced. Tim fucking danced. Yep. Because actually, when, when uh, forgetting like what happened after the end of this, and forgetting that Ethan Page is the one that beat Ricky. When he was uh, says in the program, like I want to become the first three-time absolute champion, I was go, oh, oh, Donson ends up, ends up doing that. Oh, okay. And then like re- realizing like what all that happens, like oh, okay, fucking Ethan Page did it first because I kind of forgot that his <clears throat> first title reign was divided up into two because 
the first he beat Colin and then lost at Ultramantis. And then I th- then he's isn't he the one that beat Ultramantis Black or that somebody else beat uh, Ultramanus Black? I don't know. I wasn't around then. But you're an Ultramanus Black fan. I figured you know. <laughs> no, that's when I found out about AIW is because <laughs> Ultramanus Black. It's a weird body question. Weird body would know for sure. The, the question is, is anybody going to become a four-time AIW champion? Ethan Page. Uh, we we might be done with the days of uh, Ethan Page being any AIW champion at this point. Don't don't talk like that. Hey, he he's do, he's doing great things in Impact. I'm really proud of uh, fucking him and Josh right now. I have a real question about Impact. Like, how? Yes, are it's these still a company. Happening? How are these shows happening? Because like, there's a like Canada said, uh, United States, you guys are gross. Uh, our borders closed. So <laughs> how are these? What kind of nefarious means are people sneaking across the border to wrestle these shows? Holy shit! I've never even thought about that. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody knows, tweet me. Yeah, Let this me is a really good question. Yeah, I don't fucking know at all. Maybe they're filming them in like Turkey, like a country that our borders are still open to, or something. A neutral third party. Yeah. Because like clearly there are Canadians and Americans working these shows. Yeah, and they're bringing people in, like yeah, like new people. So they're like, I don't know, man. I, I this know. is when Ethan Page becomes the devil, right? Uh, yeah. Which is, I, like, th- I, I think that's when he that. got rid of that music. Yeah, I didn't know that he used to be uh, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Ethan Page. I never knew anything about that. So when he started calling himself the devil, I was just like, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. And then Mo- Moy told me, like, why? And I was like, oh, that's way better. Like, that's some storytelling right there. Making movies here, pal. All, all I know is, uh, as we're recording this, uh, there is impact going on. And I want to say it's live. I mean, I know they're no crowding it. I just don't know where they're no crowding it and how all the people are getting there. Well, they were no crowding it for years. Well, <laughs> they're nothing new for them. Uh, I don't know. I think they, they built something on the border. So, like, they can just all walk in the different entrances. They're fil- they're filming it in that one town in Vermont that's, like, on the on the border where, like, part of the town's in the U.S. and part of it's in Canada. Yep. Right, right, there, on the, right there on the line they film it. Wasn't there like some sort of show with them, like uh, crossing the line or something? Wasn't that a show back in the day with TNA? No, that was just a little gimmick they'd say before, like their stinger at the beginning, like TNA wrestling, cross the line. Get it because uh, TNA, man, that's like, uh, like can cross the line of decency, you know? <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> Summers, do you get like the TNA meant tits and ass? Do you understand? <laughs> that was a thing. I think if they were still called TNA today, they would be forced to change their name by now. Or they would just double down and be like, no, we are tits and ass wrestling. <laughs> oh, they would for fucking sure double down. Yeah, man. I'm actually surprised they haven't gone to changing the name of the knockouts division to the women's division. Because it wasn't a kind of a shot like, well, we're not divas, we're knockouts. Which kind of obviously has that dual meaning. Yeah, because TNA's history is basically taking things WWE did and then doing a shittier thing with it. <laughs> like, so, of course, they were took the awful idea of calling your women's division the Divas. They were like, hey, we can make that shittier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least Knockouts has, like, some level of, like, you can take it in a way where, like, there's some sort of combat where Divas is just, like, you know... Uh, 
people who who sing who think they're very self important. Um, I don't know. The uh, in 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 all fairness to Impact, their current women's division is really good. It's fucking that show is really good. It's I can't watch Empty Arena Wrestling because I hate it so much. But before all this happened, like I was watching Impact pretty regularly. Wait a minute. You just said you didn't watch Empty Arena shows, but you said you you watched Impact recently. Before. Like past few, past few. Well, it's always been empty arenas. Oh, dude, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so does that mean you're not watching the A show from WWE? No, two hundred five live. Nah, not in a minute. Like I would check out little clips on YouTube of like the cruiserweight title tournament, and that's about the most two hundred five live that I've been checking out. Vince has lost two hundred five lives fan. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame him for it though. I just can't get into empty arena wrestling. I understand. Um, That's why people are like, oh, AIW should just run like an empty arena show in the training center. It's like, I mean, I probably watch it, but I don't know. Like, just can't do no crowd wrestling. It's weird. Yeah, there's got to be some crowd, even if it's like parking lot crowd or like I still I still think the the way GCW did that Indianapolis show was good. Um, there's been a lot yeah, of driving no, shows, no too. Crowds no go. All right. That's pretty much the show. We end it with, you know. Page versus page being uh, teased for Hell on Earth. Spoiler then alert. Then fire. Then fire happens. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Ethan Page wins. With fire. Because he's the devil. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go, Ed? Like final thoughts on the show? Final thoughts on the show or just final thoughts in general? Uh, I liked it. I'm glad. I don't normally, which is weird because I have an entire shelf of AIW DVDs. I don't normally go back and rewatch things. Um... But, like, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Commentary was great. Uh, I don't think there was an actual bad match on the entire card. Uh, Amazing Red. That match was way better than I remember it being. Like, if you asked me what are some of the best matches you've seen in AIW, I wouldn't include that, but now I will. Like, that Johnny Gargano Red match was awesome. And then, yeah, Ethan Page heel turn at the end was fantastic. It was a really good show. You want to throw out any plugs? Oh, plug skis, yeah. Listen to Pod Van Dam. It's out every Monday. We talk about wrestling Twitter, uh, and then people call in, and we talk about their phone calls. Uh, it's way it's way better than what I'm making it sound. I'm doing a bad job of selling it. Uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com, Podman Dam. Uh, I think there's a new Guilty Grease going up, which is like Dom and Dominic Greeny, uh, the Italian-American dragon, and Pat going over Law & Order. And I just got done editing and sending an interview that I did with Brett uh, Bahu FMW. Who's like uh, the FMW historian and like does these awesome YouTube videos about the history of FMW and runs a whole website. He'll tell you about it. Uh, do you have a new shirt that's going to be released for the AIW <laughs> Patreon? Yeah, because it's perfect so, to mention on this episode. It is. So at the twenty dollars level of our Patreon, you get a shirt sent to you every time we make one. And the next shirt coming up is uh, we found out during our show because I hang out with Terry Funk so much at anime conventions that uh, he's secretly a weeb and also secretly a furry. And his persona is Terry Skunk. So we had an artist do up a Terry Skunk for us, and that is our next shirt, is this really dove drawing of Terry Skunk. That's so good. <laughs> we got a real furry artist to do it, too. And then last week, I got in my uh, Pod Van Dam shirt. Where I, well, not Pod Van Dam shirt, but I won from you guys for having the best call. Yeah, we gave the clowns money. <laughs> Are you upset? Uh, no, because it is. It's a shirt where they're like a juggalo boy 
is burning a, a Confederate flag, so I'm okay with that. Oh, that's the best you got him that shirt. That's yeah. real good. And I, I haven't done it yet, but eventually I think I'm going to wear it to Walmart. <laughs> I'm expecting not be well received. Wear a mask. Fuck 45. Arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor and Elijah McCain. Fucking wear a mask. Just wear a mask, everybody. And all you 2A motherfuckers who are like, oh, I have my guns so the tyranny of the government can't come step on me. Well, there's government secret police rounding people up in fucking unmarked vans in Portland, and that tour is coming to a city near you. So step up, douchebags. What you don't understand about the Constitution is we're only going to bring up the amendments that are that that pertain to us. We're just going to forget everything else. That's how it I works. I wonder what Drake Warwitz thinks about all this. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he should have been on last week when we talked about <laughs> Absolution 7 and he had a match. I figured you I, had. I, I talked about it for you. <laughs> Do you know how like people are like, oh, uh, J.K. Rowling didn't write Harry Potter and they just say somebody else did because they love Harry Potter, but they hate J.K. Rowling, right? So I'm going to start attributing It's Absolution Baby to, like, a different wrestler every time. So, like, this time, if you ask me, like, It's Absolution Baby, a famous quote from uh, Derek Direction. Like, <laughs> I think we should just contribute it to somebody that's, like, well-loved. Like, let's just say it's Jerry. Are you yeah. saying Derek Direction's not well-loved? Well, we're talking about AIW superstar Jerry. Wow, well, I understand. I, I love Derek, but has Derek ever had a banner made for him? With his name on it. I mean, he could. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I'll ask him next time I see him. Derek, do you have a banner with your name on it? Uh, Stacy, what about you? Any final thoughts or last minute plugs? Uh, the show was good. Um, it's fucking Terry Funk, man. How, how are you going to have a bad show with Terry Funk? And like Ed said, that Gargano Amazing Red match was so fucking good. I thought Candice and uh, Cedric Alexander was really fucking good, too. Uh as far as plugs, there is going to be a new Chantastic talking about Chris Chan that Ed and I are going to record later this week. Um, so that will be up next week. Uh, there are going to be new horror movie episodes uh, coming up over the next month or so. Um, I had a lot of shit happen in my life over the last three weeks, and uh, I kind of got behind on some stuff. But there's episodes on Halloween and the thing and the beyond that are all going to be coming. Um, one other thing I want to plug, and I don't know what day this is going to be, uh, but uh, my friend Rick, who runs Toyhio and ran it with Tom, is going to be doing an online toy auction uh, with all the proceeds going to Tom's family. Um, and once that is... Uh, set in stone with like a time i will tweet about it um it'll be you'll get real tired of seeing it on all my social media um but that's a thing where like rick regularly does these facebook toy auctions um and there'll be a lot of i'm sure a lot of fucking wrestling toys in it so if that's something that interests you um the money that you spend will be going to a very good fucking cause for the family of a very good fucking guy who loved wrestling and loved toys. Uh, as soon as I find out stuff too, I mean, you'll check it on Stacy's feed. I'll tweet and retweet stuff out too. I know that I have relayed a lot of the information going on to the major wrestling figure podcast group. And I think a lot of them 
will want to get in on it too. Um, especially, I mean, if there's a lot of uh, wrestling toys, I think that could be like a real big hit, like to bring a lot of them over. And I, I wasn't sure exactly like how that was going to be, whether it was going to be like, you know, just a, like a toy auction with like everything going towards him, where it'd be a lot of wrestling toys or whether they were going to take a lot of the two sweet toys that probably that he had and try to like sell it. I don't know the details on any of that. And I don't know that any of that's been talked about even. I don't, okay. I wouldn't speculate. I just, I know that Rick is handling that. Um, yeah. and I'm sure that he will, uh, he will have all the details that anybody needs as soon as he has it, uh, organized and, and ready to go. So check out social media for that. And we'll, we'll all be, tweeting and retweeting about it so what we have coming up next week uh, ed you're going to be back on and we're going to be talking about absolution 10 which happened five years ago this month we will be the only podcast talking about that show we next week also you can catch our friends over at at odds with wrestling talking about the exact same show we're having dual homework for both shows so you can hear what we think and what we thought about Absolution 10, and then you can check At Odds with Wrestling out, and they will have their opinions on the exact same show. Also, I want to mention two particular things. If you check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, I was a guest on that show as a part of their content creator series, and I talked about my roots and my background in podcasting. I've been doing it for over nine years at this point and uh to end this show for for me you can find me at heavyset330 on facebook twitter and instagram much like you can find this show on facebook twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said earlier in the show please rate review and subscribe your ever listen as fine podcast whether it be apple podcasts Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingChairs.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, The Chick Foley Show, IWTV Guide, and At Odds with Wrestling. And check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Stavish Stash, Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we see you in the crowd wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Later. Say, <laughs>
Or is he? I thought I, he said. I just lost all the audio from you guys. Oh, hey. <laughs> I th- I think what Stacy was meaning is the IX Center. Like, there's no, no, nothing going on with that this year because of everything going on. Oh, I thought you meant it was gone. Because I was like, man, where are you going to bring in all those cars oh, no, for the kids and sad Poor connection. Poor connection. Why am I poor connection? We can hear you. Oh, I can't hear you guys, and my screen keeps giving me poor connection. Now I'm back to normal. Hi. I don't know what. I don't know what the. No, poor connection again. I heard you oh. just say hi though. <laughs> Fair warning, poor connection. Sorry, I just unplugged my mic there. I didn't mean to. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs>